0: Our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, and you're meeting me here with the campaign, The Beckons of the Herald of Steel, and the adventure series, The Queen, with the final stretch of the adventure, The Way of the Queen. Uh, in the last episode, our party had caught a certain flailing head, wacky inflatable hydra into a tiny bottle after using a magical scroll, uh, managed their way through the caverns of Kazrathith, and battled against spoopy lizards, and including one very old and curmudgeonous lizard. Uh, the party had escaped with their tiny little friend in tow, um, and at this point in time, they were traveling down a river, uh, kind of escaping the caves itself heading back south in the direction of the village. So we pretty much leave, uh, left off, I believe, bright and early in the morning. I think the sun's coming up again from when you guys first went in. Um, So, yeah, it's basically like 6 a.m., 5 a.m., and it's cold and it's brisk, and you guys are at the uh, cavernous river mouth here at the uh, Caves of Khazr So what's the plan for the party at this point? The last instruction you guys had, sorry to interject after I asked my own question here, but um, the last bit of instruction you guys had was to go to a certain location where there's going to be sort of like a camp sort of thingy set up where they're waiting for like militarized forces to meet up with you guys and sort of plan out what's going to happen next. And um, but you're going to be meeting at the uh, Gully of Lamenting Vines, um so from where you guys are right now it wouldn't be too hard to get there but it's definitely sort of a niche location so what i would say is it will take either a nature or a history check to be able to locate where that place actually is and then we're going to need survival checks to get over there um alternatively if you guys would like to you could try to get to glory wake instead which is probably going to be a lot easier to find but it's also going to kind of redirect you guys a couple of days. Knowing that the militarized forces are going to be taking a while to actually, like, meet up there, you probably have days that you can spare. So what would you guys like to do?
3: I know you mentioned at the end of the last episode that the lizard men were going, the ones that we scared off were going to get help. Are we, no. like, out of that trouble zone at this point, or...?
0: the way it looked after jarzak had kind of spooked him away and they ran back in the caverns it seemed like either they're going to kind of just abandon that or they're regrouping in greater numbers and it's hard to tell what's actually going to happen so you guys basically just bought yourselves like a good 30 minutes maybe where they're in the caves doing something maybe hard to tell so it makes sense to kind of like flight out of here but yeah guys i you know i
2: I think i definitely definitely scared them off so like we should be good but we might want to get out of here still you know because uh, yeah
4: i can do a history and survival check
2: i, I did a nature check and i got a nat oh. one so <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: if anyone else wants first. to do checks i'll do a history check first so i got a eight
1: I got an eleven on history. Okay. Lika got an
3: eleven on history.
0: Excellent. Yay. So pulling ahead. Very good. So were you trying to say something earlier, Ryan? Or were you just trying to say what you got in the check?
3: No, no, I was just saying what we got in the check.
0: Okay, so um, I'll hold on to what Norhill and Kalika know about this until we get out of this little situation here out in the the swamps of Yurgig. So let's get a survival check to follow the path back since now you're not following the lizards anymore. Oh, sure. If somebody would like to... I
4: crits. Fuck yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't even know you were doing the survival... Oh my God, all right. I
4: did the survival last time.
0: So with the rising of the new sun, Antony follows... (laughs) When the sun asks his guide, he runs out of that place, knowing that the party is tired, probably wounded, not doing super hot. Uh, So you rush off into the uh, following the river downstream. Um, You manage to get quite a bit of a distance between you and the cave mouth. And by the time that you hear like screeches and howls in the distance from whatever may have exited the cave, you guys have quite a bit of headway on them to the point you've probably completely circumnavigated any threat of retaliation from that end. So continuing your pace this way towards the uh, village, um, I'm going to need you to roll another survival check. Can I give the health action? Yeah, if you can pass on a check, you can give advantage. All
3: right.
0: And by check, I mean get a 10.
3: I got 14.
0: Sick. So, Ronnie, you get advantage.
4: Okay, let me do that again because I rolled really bad.
0: <laughs> you know. What?
4: Okay, that's better. Uh, sixteen.
0: Sick. Okay. So, my question now, since you guys can comfortably reach the edge of the uh, Littlefolk Village, how would you guys like to approach this? Do you want to like use it as a landmark and like kind of like go around it? Did you want to go close to it and kind of spy on them and see what's going on now, or what? you've successfully located it my question is how do you want to approach the situation and everybody's free to talk about it too
4: i'm worried we might be leading another like front against (laughs) the war party we're heading to
1: (laughs) yes i would rather go around and avoid notice altogether
3: um if we get lucky maybe the um frog people will sense their weakness and just come in and kill them all while we're trying to escape.
0: So wishful hey, thinking. Hey, Klico, what's your alignment again?
3: Chaotic.
0: <laughs> uh, good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that seems chaotic enough to say things will work itself out. They're probably both dicks, so it's like, you know... I mean, we were
3: specifically told that if we took the Hydra, we would throw the whole thing out of balance. So now we can only hope that when it goes out of balance, the scales tip in our favor. Yeah, it's a a half full kind of goblin. (laughs) He's going to ruin an entire ecosystem. She's going to hope it pans out for her. What if the frogs are worse
2: than the lizards?
4: Well, now at least they'll have like an even amount of frogs and lizards to like each other. So, uh,
0: yeah,
4: you then they'll just be busy with each other.
0: <laughs> All right, so what's the official plan then? Are we boomeranging around it or are we going to try to go head on?
3: Cligo well, said we... go around, yeah. Cligo thinks we should avoid it if we can help it.
0: Okay.
4: Yeah, I'm like concerned. We could miss something of importance that we might not like know in terms of like, do they do they know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm just worried. Like, okay, that other party reaches them from the caverns. They tell them of us. What's that gonna? What kind of threat's that gonna bring? The Glorywake.
0: That's fair. What does Jarvis yeah. think?
4: I'm. I. I don't want to. I mean It's my home
2: Yeah I don't know They're just releasing a Hydra On anyone Seems a bit bold But I i mean If you, it's your home's up On the line The Hydra's probably better than the
0: Orcs So are you saying boomerang around Or go to the lizard camp and check it out we should boomerang
2: around and get there as fast as we can.
0: Okay. So we can just say that Anton's conscience pulls him in that direction just to make sure that they're not behind him. But at the same time, Anton doesn't want to leave greasy red footprints from the scene of the crime there so that anybody can follow the trail back to Glory Wake in any way. I'm sure nobody would think to go to the nearest city and retaliate. Two foot right? deep no. plate footprints
3: going all the way from the camp to Glory <laughs> <I> Wake. <know. laughs>
0: so what's the uh travel plan from here as the party boomerangs around um not hearing anything wild not seeing anything crazy in the woods here um what's the plan do you guys want to try to go to glory wake or do you want to try to go straight to the gully
4: i think like anton would personally like to go to glory wake but i think for the sake of like getting the hydra off their hands like get get over to the battlements first He'd rather be ready and if he has to protect Dori anyway, be there, be ready than have to be pulled back and forth between different locations.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Hill thinks it would be prudent to meet the rendezvous with the Queen's forces first and foremost.
3: Okay.
0: What say Klika and Jarzak? Mm.
3: Yeah, Klika doesn't know. If she's gonna be able to convince our new dog to be her friend, so we should probably get rid of it.
0: Very good. I god.
3: Holding it in the jar, <laughs> shaking it.
2: Cl- Click, It's not gonna stay that size forever,
0: uh, so yeah, we should definitely get rid of it. It's like one of those freaking pot pigs. It's like, eventually it'll grow up and it won't be cute. It'll try to yeah. kill
2: you. You expect one of them teacup pigs and it's a potbelly. It's like, oh no, it's so big now.
1: There's literally no such thing as a teacup pig. That's all. Like yeah, it's marketing. A myth. It's just a potbelly piglet. Teacup hydras
4: it. are a myth.
1: <laughs>
3: teacup are a myth, people.
0: Not on this game. Not on this podcast. I'm going to make real teacup pigs. they still trying stop me fuck all y'all yeah then now <laughs> i'm gonna make a new podcast with teacup pigs and blackjack and hookers um so anyway uh I, you know i figured we had to toss a future trauma at one point but um okay so in that case the party's plan is to head over to the uh gully yeah Yep. Yeah. i so because Klika and Norhill have a general idea of the location, um, you can give advantage on the survival check to kind of figure out that location for Anton. So why don't you roll a survival check for me right now at advantage?
4: Me. Okay. 16 again.
0: Swag. Okay, so Norhill and Cleka are both kind of aware just from hearing different stories and whatnot from other adventurers and mercenaries that the gully itself is, you know, obviously the work of of erosion, you know, by a river system um, through stone that apparently was really weak. So it's sort of like this big canyon looking thing with a bunch of roots that have grown through from, you know, uh, various root systems in the actual rock caverns on the sides. But the thing stretches pretty far and it's rather wide itself. It makes for a real brutal bottleneck, but it's at the cliff face of one of the most like, I don't want to say it, most fruitful shores for landing on. So it's just this really perfect place for a lot of boats to land at, both friend and foe. But the problem is, is because the gully itself is not super wide, it makes for quite the bottleneck. You know what I mean? It is not a safe place for any army to march unless nobody's expecting them. So it's one of those locations that makes sense strategically. But what Klika and Norhill both also know is that the place is not haunted, but it's sort of like looked over by the vines. And rumor has it that the souls of ships that never come back, like end up on that shore and they themselves have the individual sailors or soldiers or what have you, like try to walk up the gully itself. And apparently, the idea is that if ghosts can make it to the very end, then they'll, like, their body will be brought back. But the sad part is, is that nobody actually believes any souls have ever made the march. And instead, what you get is the roots themselves, when a good gust of wind goes through, sound like, like, woeful moaning and groaning and, like, baleful cries. And the individual roots have been known to kind of, like, grab at people going through So there's this weird kind of haunting vibe about the place that most people don't like to land there. And if they do, people don't like to stick around. So for whatever it's worth, that's where you're headed. So with that 16, you're able to kind of triangulate between Norhill, Klica and yourself to find the general location where that cliff system must be. Um, But it's going to take about two and a half days of travel to get there through the swamps of Urigig um so with that first survival check i'm going to say that you make it about halfway through the swamps themselves um and make it to sort of like the outer edge of the place um and in this time by about uh i don't want to say like midday but like 3 p.m or so you reach a certain point where you guys can hear the sounds of like clinking wood and scales and the occasional shing noise of steel as if some sort of battle like a a battle clamor is going on in the distance it doesn't sound like it's like a like full scale huge battle but it sounds like there's got to be anywhere between 10 and 15 individuals like going at it in different groups um it's hard to tell exactly like what's going on specifically, but the sounds of splashing waters um, allude to the idea that maybe something's going on in something of like a swamp or in the water and judging by where you guys are standing, it sounds like it's probably 50 or so feet away just over like a, a, a uh, what's the word i looking for over like an edge, meaning that you guys probably moved up closer in that time. Um, so what would you guys like to do? Scout it. What's going on? Okay. So who's going to do the scouting then?
3: Um, Klika can take a look at what's causing the ruck is.
0: Okay. So in that case, go ahead and roll me a check if you want to, or you can just move up.
3: I got an 11 on myself.
0: Okay. And so as you're slowly walking up this ridge, you look over and you see there's a steep drop off into this like bit of a river's end. And it's like this, I don't want to say like a swamp, but it's like, like a, a really tiny pond. Like it's this water sort of reserve where like a bunch of mucky, murky water that doesn't stir much has kind of ended up. And you can see that it's about waist high for a group of about five lizard folk. And looking around them, you can see that one, they are heavily wounded and brutally outnumbered as bullywugs are not only jumping in and out of the waters and like throwing spears and stabbing at them, but they're also kind of like just doing melee in the water as well. And it looks like every time a lizard folk can get a hit on one of the bullywugs, they get a good womping and they like back off. But these lizard folk have been cornered and they are not doing well. And so Klika looks over this and has a moment of recollection where she says to herself, maybe this is the good chaos. This is sort of working itself out.
3: Yeah. That's just nature taking its course. That's so Uh, brutal. So yeah, Klika's gonna sort of go back and let the uh, group know that she was kind of right on the
0: money. (laughs) And... (laughs) At least in one neck of the swamp.
3: Yeah. It, um. It looks like there's a group of like lizard men up over the ridge, and they're getting attacked by a bunch of bullywugs. Um. So, that's happening.
4: Hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about this. Did they seem like the same type of limited folk we encountered earlier? I don't know. There's an easy way to tell apart.
0: Just because, judging by their type of, like, camouflage on their skin, it looks a lot like the exact same clan there. The Khazartheth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Followers of the
3: Naked One.
4: Well, I, I guess just knowing about... Bullywogs, like, are they kind of, like... If for some reason we had to encounter them, do they just see, do they seem just as troublesome as the lizard folk?
0: They are far more troublesome. Yeah. They're just like, they're angry for the sake of being angry. Whereas lizard folk are like, even
3: the odds, little backstabby.
0: Yeah, like sure, lizard we'll folk are so. kind of like Shrek, where they're like, just stay the fuck out of my swamp. Whereas ah. the bully are just like, just little demons. Like they just want to like chew on you and like own you and be like, we're in charge.
4: Maybe we should even the odds. <laughs> um, do we, we
0: want to
3: bury the hydra somewhere before we go over there
0: drop it on a rock shatters open
3: <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm concerned about getting involved in a battle i think that so we, we should, should avoid be them. on and let them
0: fight uh, their own selves as much as they want dang I mean, well, this is just the moral fabric we're slicing, folks. Like, I, I ain't, I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong answer. I'm just saying that when the opportunity to help out a, a group getting absolutely womped on, the entire group was like, "Well, tis the way of the swamp. <laughs> Let's go, guys." It just feels
3: kind of like two faced to blow in, murder a group of them, steal their god, and then be like, "Oh, oh no." You guys are having a hard time. Like <laughs> what an odd like we created the problem and then we come and, and solve it. Like
2: we are your savior
1: now.
3: <laughs> uh, I I feels very much Dutch Congo, you know what
4: I mean? Yeah, it's the that's and the whole way.
1: time Kleeka is wearing the feathers <laughs> yeah,
4: of like... We could just we could just like kill them all, and then it's like okay. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Here comes Anton with his trademark brutal response. Yeah, yeah kill them all. Let God <laughs> sort them
3: out. <laughs>
4: don't 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 bother choosing a side. We're either inactive and we avoid it, or we're active. And we
0: just act just up and kill it. <laughs> no.
4: Yeah,
0: I don't know which. what People oftentimes say like through Switzerland" when you don't want to get involved. I don't know who the fuck gets involved and kills everybody, but
4: whoever it <laughs> is, that's Anton's plan. I don't know. If we even it out and give the lizard folk possibly a chance, or we don't get involved at all, or if we have to get involved, like, clearly we're not going to have any way with the lizard folk or the bullywogs. We're going to, I think, be put in a situation where we're going to have to kill them all anyway, so why not? But if we want to avoid it, we can just do it, you know? Fucking like, Anton. I have enough combats to I, I, know how this is gonna
2: work. I, I say we let the swamp folk handle their own problems.
3: Cleek is okay with going down and killing some of the frogs, and then maybe the lizard folk will be too weak and leave. And if not, we can They might see that. the
4: feathers of their shaman on you. I mean
2: honestly, having a Hydra, that's a very unfair advantage those lizard folk have had so we're, we were just even in the playing fields for the the frogs really so i think we're good here yeah i mean honestly i mean if you had a hydra that's that's not very fair you shouldn't be bullying people with a hydra
4: dude that's what the queen's doing
2: no <laughs> what what you, what why, why? No, the Queen, the queen is defending your hometown with a Hydra.
4: But why a Hydra? That's have kind you, of... It just, just seems like did she's you the see it? Going land. Did, How does whoa. she not have... It just, it just seems... I'm just wondering, why a Hydra? What why do you think, Chompers?
3: And I hold I'm a it. jar and shake it, asking the Hydra. Would, would
1: you rather well, a Hydra... Uh, why, why anything else? Why, uh, why a big cannon? Why a battering ram? Why a siege tower?
2: Yeah, but why? And this is a little bit different. Why so? You want like the people of your hometown to defend it and possibly lose their lives, and the people I of the want kingdom, my hometown... or you send in a hydra and hope for the best?
4: No, I don't want my hometown defended at any cost. The question I have is,
2: hydra? I guess the this cost. is a
4: question for the queen. Maybe this should have been asked a while ago. If, if it's minable, of course. But... <laughs> As you guys I'm said like, on the party no, me. Like, like just as Anton's like doing this, he's thinking like, why? This is like, the point where Anton's like punching holes. Horses? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, honestly, think about it. Like, you kind of. No, we're
0: done thinking about it, Ronnie. Why not? Because you know what? This is, I think, the first time that that. That Ryan and Jared really get to taste a full sip of what Ronnie D and D T tastes like because this <laughs> is just it from now on. It's just one thing will come up, be like, wait, why was the psionic gem a ruby? Why not a sapphire, guys? Because like, what what does the color red have to do with this? And you are like, Ronnie, please stop reading into it. Like, no, no, no. Dan only gave us green gems in that last cave. What does it mean? And you are like, no, it, Ronnie, hey, it doesn't matter. I mean, her looking at the gem colors like that was clutch so listen listen that was a bad example okay i'm just saying that keep it up Ronnie.
3: i just i i enjoy that it's like at this point that it's all catching up to anton everything that's happened and the the ramifications of it and now he's like wait a minute why did we need to do it like
4: this Like, what's what do hide like? I look toward Jarzak, and I'm
2: like, do orcs have something against hydras? Like, is oh, it like, like, a, I, like, oh, like well, a natural I'm not sure, idea. bring a hydra, yeah? I mean, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, w- would you mess with a hydra?
4: No, but, but
0: like, I just, we like, did, I know disturbing. that, but like, from what you guys dealt with when you talked to the queen about it in that episode, I mean, she made it particularly known that. It was just a real bombastic way of making it known that she was not going to tolerate like an attack on the front. And she decided that she wasn't just going to like kill off the orcs that she heard were going to be coming here. She was going to literally drop a Hydra on them and be like, please do not come this way. I want you all to know that I am very much so much more powerful than you. Yeah, it's a great like,
2: hey, leave me alone or else. This yeah. type of shit's going to happen. It's
0: like bringing elephants into warfare. Did they have to? No. Was it a, like awesome move? Do you think they yeah, forgot? I see,
4: I see what you mean. Yeah, that's it.
1: The, the fact that we still talk about those elephants 2,000 years later, I think, says something.
0: So think yeah. about it. Anton could be the reason people talk about a Hydra battle uh, 2,000 years in the future of this game.
4: Damn. <laughs> okay. Alright.
3: I think, I think I've think i cracked it. Uh, the queen really just wanted to stabilize the swamp so that she could move in and build condos over it.
4: She just wants a real good mural in her castle. She so. just
3: really wanted Shrek to get out of there. <laughs> 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 yes. uh, the I, I guess
4: we're avoiding the... Uh, I guess... I, I think it's best we avoid the group. Fair enough. Yeah,
3: um, so- if you want to say a prayer to the light for... All right, that's the I don't know the thing, least everyone. amount of casualties. <laughs> I guess you could like
0: we're definitely not we going into battle
4: is asking for casualties. Oh no,
0: but all right, so I think at this point the party decides to reluctantly look the other way and go on their way, hoping that this you know hands off laissez faire attempt, I mean, or, or approach it's to the free the market, yeah, it, this the invisible of the hand market. of the swap market. Look, man, it just means hands off, okay? You guys choose not to help in the combat at all and that's a technique all on its own. And so you guys hope that that was the right decision somehow, some way. And so that the uh, party scoots off and continues their way through the swamp. Um, uh, So by nightfall, what's the plan for setting up a camp?
4: I'm guessing we don't want any fire or light.
0: Oh, wow, that's a good yes, guess.
1: that could still attract yes, unwanted since, attention. Since,
2: yeah, and we could just
3: see in the dark. Guys. Oh, wow, Anton, I really like those new pants on you. <laughs> the new sassy pants. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> Anton's but, just tired of the swamp, tired of the
0: dark. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, why we have, a, have to have a hydro couldn't have had something cooler. It's like, listen, we tried painting racing stripes on the side of the hydro, okay? We wanted to make it look cool, but it just fucking kept choking on the paint fumes. They bring a dead hydro, it's all miniature, and be like, you're <laughs> no it wasn't full of paint. Like, well, Anton said it didn't look cool enough, so we try to paint it black <laughs> with flames. And it, uh,
1: everybody knows that red ones go faster.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> we wanted to boost its speed. So we found the monster manual on the way, and we saw it only move 30 feet per turn. And that just won't do in a combat, especially when you consider the action economy and the fact that your common orc can usually move double moves as a bonus action, really. Mm, weird. So we weird. wanted to give it a fighting chance, if you will. And that's why your Hydra's dead. Here you go. We will have one saved to Dwarven Home, please. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, right. Oh, my God.
0: So with that, oh. so with that the uh, party sets up a, uh, a camp. What's the uh, what's the watch order?
1: Norhill will take like one of the middle ones, second and third.
4: I'll, I'll just take first watch.
0: Clicky can take last. Okay, and then Jarzak and Ant, uh, Jarzak and Norhill will fight for second and third. Fair mm-hmm. enough. So or my question scissors. is... Rock pick no, third. Don't walk paper, scissors. It's unnecessary. What's the no. camp actually look like? Like what are you sleep- Norhill
1: would like to try to find like a hollow that we can cover with brush and be reasonably hidden from anything that
0: might pass by.
4: Could it be like the inside of a giant tree? Like are we still in a swampy part of like the swamp or is it more or less like
0: there's there's a lot of trees here that have lifted root beds that make them naturally hollowed out below. And because it's so cold, a lot of the moisture has kind of receded for a lot of this stuff. So there are quite a lot of little holes in the ground that make for nice little hollows. Yeah. So we'll just say the party kind of squeezes comfortably into one of those, and somebody hangs out outside of it. But okay. And so with that, the uh, night goes by pretty All Together for warmth. Yeah. It's for warmth, Okay. That's it. So with that everybody takes off all their gear cuddles in the cuddle cove leaving Anton outside with his nice little light spell constant on his shield as he waits Um, Anton I'm gonna need you to make a what's your passive perception
4: 40 uh 13 okay
0: Holy God in heaven. Um, Anton's kind of walking around the entrance to this little cave here with the light muted just so you have enough and you can keep a pretty decent watch. But as they're kind of meandering about back and forth, um, you hear the click of like... It almost sounds like somebody rolled like a tumbleweed made of sticks down a hill or something like that. Like you just hear a bunch of like stick faces. Oh,
4: is this like the right? Blair Witch? Fuck that. No. Yeah,
0: Ronnie. It's just the yeah. Blair Witch. It's just the Blair Witch. That's the turn
3: the campaign was taking. You figured out the secret hook. You see what I'm talking about?
1: So wait, if
0: it's going <laughs> to be you See what I'm talking Blair about now? Does
1: that mean that nothing happens?
0: <laughs>
4: I was thinking of that noise. Well,
0: I'm hoping this episode takes at least two hours to build up before nothing happens. But okay, uh, and what's your armor class? Um,
4: sixteen.
3: What would found footage look like in the D and D universe? Just a bunch of like message stones left over?
1: Uh, a, a series of etchings, tapestries, <laughs> and carvings.
0: That reminds me of that Futurama episode where the spider people were, were like illustrating the invasion as it was happening. (laughs) But anyway, um, so what was it, Ronnie? 18?
4: 16. That is not the right number. And so
0: as you turn around quickly to hear what that sound was, you turn around very quickly and you see reflecting off the light of your shield, uh, a little bit too, too slowly or uh uh, yeah too slowly you notice that the there's like this bright reflection off of black carapace as a massive insectoid creature comes ripping around the corner into this little gulch by the tree in front of you guys and scoops you up with one of its big pincer-like claws and as it lifts you up off the ground like a couple feet you see a stinger in the air come waving as it's about to fly in and stab at you
4: oh fuck
0: Come on, Terraless. Get her before she can even scream. <laughs> or he can
3: even scream.
0: <laughs> and so that, it picks you up and does four points of damage as it claps onto you with its claw. And the stinger comes ripping down. Oh, Jesus Christ. And snaps into you real quick and deals a quick five points of damage. Shit. And I'm gonna need a Constitution saving throw, and let's hope let's also get a prayer.
4: Um, there's oh. like no chance I can do.
0: No, you got caught off guard. There's absolutely no chance of anything. Okay. You're Die.
4: Seven. <laughs> what did you get? <laughs>
0: Seven. <laughs> oh jesus christ hold <laughs> no. on oh, does the seven save
4: yeah no apparently it doesn't <laughs> it sure doesn't
0: and so that the uh stinger dives straight into you and you feel one hard hot pulsate in your arm as it stabs into your shoulder and you feel your arm start to really really like surge with agony as you take 11 points of poison damage
4: I'm down and by the way, because I'm wearing that charm, I'm down at zero and I don't have to roll.
0: Sick. So with that, you get to feel the agony as it continues to eat you. So
4: anyway. (laughs) No! (laughs) I just want want to double check this um, parapet of wound. I just want to make sure I had it right. Um, While you wear it, you're stabilized whenever you're dying. Okay. Yeah, you
0: automatically stabilize. So if you're down, it just means you're stopped and stable there.
4: I don't want to oh. be. I don't
0: want me food. Well, Ronnie, you should have thought differently when you didn't help out those poor lizard folk. They would have be- warned you. Listen, man, it's just the way of the swamp. <laughs> Look, those bullywogs are going strolling by true? and seeing you get eaten by a bug. They're just letting the swamp take its course. Way of the road, <laughs> Anton. Way of the road. That's where she goes, boys. What um, was a group decision? So now weird. let's get a let's get a quick perception check from everybody inside the uh, snuggle cave. So, quick
1: question.
3: Um,
0: because we're asleep. I mean, I'll give it to you just flat, just because the noise of a tin can anton being chunked open by a pincer, like
3: somebody shotgunning
0: our cleric. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm good at five. Did Anton make a nice hiss noise when it happened? Just,
4: <laughs> <Ew>.
0: <laughs> just all- um, we're quick getting- question did
3: we get any benefits from the rest we've taken so far since our last combat no to be
0: honest it this is all still the same day
3: okay i just want to make sure yep i will now roll my minus one perception i got a 17
0: sweet how's jarzak doing
2: uh so would it be at least considered like a shortish rest you know (laughs) I'll give you a short rest Okay, that <laughs> It doesn't help me much other than I got my spell slots back but I have no useful spells to help with this
0: Very I got good. I got a three Okay, so Kleeca hears the sound of a tin can opening up and for some reason is just like oh, dog food and it just <laughs> wakes up from a just, <laughs> to see Anton being shotgunned by a gigantic black scorpion about 15 feet from the entrance to the little snuggle hut so oh, let's roll initiative now, I suppose.
3: click looks on, says that's the way the swamp rolls over. Is Norhill,
1: <laughs> is Nor-Hill still asleep with that five, by the way?
0: Yes. Yeah, Jarzak's on logs, I imagine. <laughs> so, what do we got on in initiative? I got a ten. Four. Eighteen.
1: I need to not roll actual dice anymore. I'm going to use a die roller. Maybe that will help.
0: It won't. You can't escape. <laughs> this is the fate of the dwarves. You know what?
2: I got a five.
0: <laughs> so, what's Anton got?
4: I didn't. I, just, I kept thinking I was dead. Doesn't matter. Hey, you Four. are. But... One second. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock. 11.
0: Sorry. Swag. All right. So, in that case, it goes Clica, Anton, uh, me, and then Jarzak, Norhill. So, clicka first. What's Cleek's going to do? What you going to do?
3: Mm, kick the two slumbering dudes in the ribs. I'll give it to <laughs> as a free
0: action. Just okay. whack them.
3: Uh, guys, guys, Um, yeah. I don't think Anton knows that, man.
0: <laughs> you both wake up, look over, and see a scorpion just <laughs> slurping his guts out. Just, just like, <gasps> oh my god! Praise be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the great one
0: has come. He like, does that go back to bed? <laughs> You're punished. But I as you, as you guys stir, as Klika stirs, and everybody starts moving around in there, you can tell the scorpion sort of recoils and like shifts its position a tiny bit, as if reflexively feeling you guys shifting around inside of there.
3: Okay, uh, Kleka's gonna cast Shadow Blade.
0: And just throw it from the smuggle hut.
3: <laughs> I mean, you said they're 15 feet away, right? Yeah. So standing up from prone is half, so I can get into melee. So I'll do that.
0: Swag. So a leaps out of the smuggle hut. And go ahead and make an attack roll. If that would be Ooh, your wish.
3: Wow. Uh, does a 13 hit?
0: Uh, it does not.
3: I didn't think so. Dang. And that'll be it for Klika.
0: Uh-oh. Big uh-ohs. So now it goes to Anton, and Anton's swinging about all kinds of willy-nilly. No more slurpage. Um, and it goes now to the giant scorpion. So the scorpion then tries to clamp onto Kleeka with, with its other claw. And what's your armor class without armor? 17. Dang it misses terribly as it tries to snap in at you and you deftly dodge underneath it. And with that, it tries to skewer you with its pincer. I mean, with its uh, stinger, rather. And it swings down at you. Do and it misses again, flicking up a bunch, of, uh, a bunch of soil as it snaps at the ground with a spearheaded tip. Uh, now, um, it backs up about 10 feet, making the distance about 25. Uh, Kleeka can do an attack of opportunity. I would love to. I love it. The scorpion just holding Anton in its claw just backs up because it can't hit Kliga. Like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? I'm like, it's a shadow goblin.
3: All right. Does a 24 hit. It
0: sure does. That's
3: good. 15 damage.
0: Damn. God damn. So, yeah, you wound it and you can hear the thing start clicking madly as its little mandibles in the front start sloshing and slipping back and forth, making like a vibrating pulsating, like noise as it does um Um,
3: sir please let my friend go
0: (laughs) well now it goes to jarzak
3: i don't know you
0: (laughs) oh no don't kick him in the (laughs) beanbag what wait so
2: this this isn't a friend
0: (laughs) as it wipes away the Anton from its face
2: oh (laughs) all right all right Uh, okay we're sure all right i'll hit
0: it i'll hit it charzac's gonna swing his axe at it so if you're gonna be getting up from prone don't you have the bonus action to move towards an enemy yeah okay so that's how we can calculate it going that way okay and so you swing the battle axe go ahead and rule your attack
2: my rolls tonight have been on point
0: totally norhill in it
2: yeah, uh, if North Hill could give Jarzak back the good rolls, that'd be great.
0: I don't <laughs> think North Hill got the good rolls.
2: I, no, if he could stop rubbing the bad rolls off on me, that'd be great. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I got a 10. It's contagious. Oof.
0: Okay, and so with that, you come in swinging, and you don't manage to hit the thing either, bouncing off of the uh, carapace mm. as the thing. we will side. Nope,
2: nope, never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, does no. Jarzak have... A
3: little movement left to move away back towards the base. I don't think so.
0: Uh, well, it took you half to stand up, right? So that's your first 30, so that's 15. And then it's another 10 to get to it. So it would all have been the bonus action speed to get up. So you still have like 20 feet left. If you want, you can take that attack of opportunity.
2: Yeah, and I'd move back into the...
0: <laughs> well, hold on, because if I land an attack with the, with the claw, I might be able to stop you. Oh, I actually rolled a crit. Okay. Um, still holding on to a dead Anton. I'm going to keep holding on to it, so it's just snapping you with the claw. So you can still get out of there, but going to give you a secret handshake before you go. All right, let's see what we got. Critical damage. Oh, my lord in heaven.
3: Ronnie, you're muted, by the way.
0: You get uh, 14 points of damage as the thing snaps you real hard in the ribs. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh. That's not a good groan.
2: Uh, uh, one hurt. Jordan's <laughs> like
4: just takes a knee. Okay. Yeah, that,
3: this is like the classic like dude who hit his shin super hard on something, but like isn't gonna scream, but like is also not gonna move. Just kneels down like. hmm yo. <laughs>
0: You know. We're gonna say that's what happened. <laughs> the, uh, as Jarzak goes to run away the thing swings and clips him in the shin and he's just like doing that like awkward slow walk thing where he's keeping his legs straight because it hurts he's like
1: fucking hell.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so with that uh, hitting Jarzak, Jarzak's gonna cast Hellish Rebuke on it.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, so what's that do? What do I gotta do? Uh, you
2: have to do a deck save.
0: Okay. I'm sure my giant bug will have no trouble with that. I got an 18. Okay. Uh, okay,
2: you still take half. Okay, what's half look like? Half looks like <laughs> a, one- a, a seven.
0: <laughs> like, like he, he literally like stubs his shin <laughs> and then just just invokes a hellish <laughs> rebuke for snapping him in the shin. It just, just feels uh, like a weird level of like unfair payback that the thing clubs you in the shin, and you're like, "Oh, my fucking ankle! You dick!" And just the thing lights on fire. No, uh, no, yeah, stop hitting me! Uh. And then oh, that, just, I'm going back to bed. Warlock
3: powers as soon as he strikes the insect. <laughs> yeah, you have oh. betrayed
4: me. <laughs> 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 and
0: so that the thing scorches real quick and a quick gust of flame arises from the ground around Anton and the bug and just torches the thing's underbelly as it skips and skitters. Um and now it goes to Norhill.
1: How far away is Norhill?
0: Twenty-five feet.
1: Okay, so Norhill's gonna stand up with half his movement. Okay. Uh you know, grab a shield and pick. Um action search to close the distance. Swag. Um, and then he's going to get up there and try to hit it. Ooh, are you going to use one of your special moves? Uh, yeah, but uh, that only go- that goes off on a hit. I get to say if I hit. Um, okay. So that's going to be a 19 to hit.
0: That's a hit. Oh, okay, so roller. Uh,
1: my special move is I'm going to use a goading attack. So <laughs> I'm going to get an extra D8 DA of damage, and it needs to make a wisdom save.
0: Well, you know the wisdom of guns. I got a three. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> Dude knows uh, how to shotgun clerics.
1: Until, <laughs> until I believe the end of my next turn, um, it has to take disadvantage on all attacks versus creatures other than me.
0: Swag.
1: And it's also taking nine points of piercing damage.
0: Sweet. So yeah, you wound the thing heartily as you stab into it. Uh, what does Norhill do to kind of goad it on?
1: Look at me, not them, you pill pillbug.
0: <laughs> oh, Norhill. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then um as a bonus action, I'm going to spend another superiority die and you know sort of uh, send an eye you know to send an eye back at Jarzak. Keep it together, Jarzak. And he's gonna get two temporary hit points. Fair no, uh, nor, nor hell, no, it's
2: this thing's going to mess you up. <laughs> Stay back. Guy. Run
0: away. <laughs> just by the way, the only sustained injury is that intense shin critical hit. So it's just a real shin. <laughs> shin. Can you imagine retiring an adventuring career from stubbing your shin that bad? <laughs> well, you know, with medieval level
1: medicine, for the most part, that gets infected, you lose the leg and then you die.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. At least we're an accurate game. So now it's going to go over to a Klica. Yep. All right. So what's Klica up to?
3: Klica is going to close the distance and make another attack with Shadow Blade. Okay. This one will be to apply Booming Blade. Does a nineteen
0: hit? A nineteen sure does.
3: That's ten damage.
0: Damn. Okay. And so with that, you kill it. Ooh. So what does that look like?
3: Uh I think is going to just do some tumbly goblin stuff. Get between its pincers now that it's distracted by Norhill and he's like drawing its attention more and try and like just get uh, like to sort of do one of those like hood slides that you do over a car, but over its carapace with the shadow blade just dug down and slice right through it.
4: Damn. You're slicing like a lobster.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> Swamp lobster. <laughs> Swamp lobster. Um, so that, <laughs> the thing drops a uh, half-finished... Anton on the ground, not even using a coaster, and the thing falls over dead in a slump, uh, leaving the three gentlemen outside of the. Well, sorry, Klika, and the three gentlemen outside of the uh, outside of the snuggle hut, kind of panting in agony, seeing Anton dropped on the ground, and Anton slowly picks himself back up, stabilized from that. So, yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna cure wounds myself. It's on my shins. Which
1: you could do if you weren't unconscious.
4: <laughs> well I'm conscious now, right? You just yeah, I'm
0: I'm giving you the consciousness now.
4: Okay, good. Sure. Because that
0: happened so quickly and you had the periapt, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Anton, did you
3: know that guy? Like, he was pretty upset
0: with you. It's not a nice little canned lunch outside. It's <laughs> like a canteen of guts.
2: Yeah. A- Anton, have you been killing bugs lately or something?
0: We gotta
3: talk. That's not very nice
4: one second guys i'm sorry i can't do math and talk at the same time
3: we're we're just like asking all these questions and Anton's just like barely getting a prayer out to the light (laughs) (laughs) just just please save my life
0: (laughs) being like you know that guy jarzak being like yeah you about to know that guy anton's like can i just not be dead okay I mean, you, you're also going to get full healed if you take a long rest, which you guys will be able to rest just fine now. Well,
3: spoilers.
4: I mean, for fuck's sake. Yeah, let me throw another scorpion. So I, I kind of <laughs> just like start, I kind of like, I get a little bit rejuvenated as I talk into my pendant and I kind of just sit on the ground looking at you guys. I'm like, are you guys okay? quite
1: <laughs> all right. I think that all the other injuries were minimal. But yeah, my,
0: uh, my shins like i jarzac's mm. ankle is just disconnected i'm gonna just,
4: i'm gonna, gonna give jarzac a cure wounds one second
2: i don't know if anything will help him. them this might be it for you got old jarzac
4: you got eight points of like health back so it,
2: uh, that's that's pretty good but <laughs> yeah, i mean it still hurts a bit my shins
4: uh,
3: then go to bed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> doctor's <laughs> orders.
4: Sleep okay. it off. Get some sleep. Take time
1: Uh it d- doesn't matter the level of wound. Spirits of the gut, fell down some stairs, eight hours of rest will be fine. <laughs> all right. this is
0: the old old fifth edition medical manual. Eight hours of sleep cures all wounds um so with that the party manages to rest for the rest of the uh evening here and wake up in the morning and things are all pretty decent and there's no issues uh over the night everybody gets full healed full spells everything comes back to you and you're able to finish the uh next leg of your trip in that direction if i could get another uh, survival check unless somebody wants to provide the help action
3: i would love to try
0: I got a six. Swamp lobster. All right, so Anton's on his own.
4: Grit. Fuck yeah. Grit. Damn.
0: <laughs> so waking up with the morning is late, Anton sees the path illuminate, and you look and you see something of a rare sort of flower, kind of like those little dancing, little walking flower thingies there that you guys saw before and you see a group of them sitting over by what appears to be like a tiny little brook. Uh, And when you get closer, you recognize that there's a bunch of leaf coverage over like a small root bed, but you can see that there's actually a bit of running water and judging by the light, you take this as a sign. Following this, you see that there's a bit of like a shortcut that leads kind of, I don't wanna say directly out of the swamp, but in a way that like the roots kind of keep the trees away. So going single file down this way, following a small trickling brook, you guys get out of there without any hazard or issue, and make it to a nice outstretching of plains, where you guys make it to sort of like rolling hills, and it almost seems kind of like I don't know, like you know speak out of something I don't know, but kind of like the rolling hills and grasslands and greenlands of like the uh, like the Scottish coast there, where it's just like giant like rolling croppings of like stones and everything, and just big massive green fields but you guys are able to walk that way pretty much until the coastline over by the gully, And as the party gets to about where they expect to be by nightfall, you guys are able to set up another camp. Can I get two rations from everybody for the past two days of travel? What's going to be the uh, order of the watch for this camp? We'll probably keep it the same. made sense to me. Yeah. And so with that, the uh, party has really no major issues here at all for camping as well. And wake up in the morning rejuvenated with the uh, salty smells of the coastline kind of wafting in and hearty, hard winds. Um, The party themselves wake up um, to the sounds of the winds kind of whistling through the stones up here and through the shrubs and the bushes. And with so little uh, coverage of any of the plants out here, you guys can tell that this late in the season, the cold winds of the coastline are brutal and icy and biting and the wind itself is really, really harsh. So the party can, able, can follow the coastline to the south, don't even really need to use survival checks at all And by about midday of your travels, you guys reach what would appear to be the Gully of Lamenting Vines. And even before you guys get close to the place, or like very close, you can hear that the winds seem to even sound a little bit different as you're approaching. And as you do approach, you guys can hear that the winds sort of have this wavering, kind of like almost sing-song nature to them, going up and down, shifting through pitches as you guys approach the gully. And as you guys get closer and closer, you can see the massive stretch of sand outside on the beach over on the shoreline. And looking to where the cliff face kind of splits, you guys can see the gully and you see the massive kind of trenched canyon that arcs back like a quarter mile leading up to the elevation where you guys are. Um, You can tell that it's kind of a treacherous climb in there, but it's not a climb that's like impossible for foot soldiers to go through at a decent pace. You get what I'm saying? Like it's rocky and it's an ascent, but it's not something that a forest march couldn't make it through without hazard. You know what I mean? I mean, with hazard. Sorry. So, as you guys get closer and closer, I'm going to need a perception check from the party.
3: How's Chompers doing? Does he look bored? No, you Great. guys didn't put holes
0: in the jar. So- I
3: said to. <laughs> he, looks- <laughs> <laughs> Dead.
0: he looks rather flaccid in-, in a way that's kind of disheartening.
3: Oh.
4: <laughs> 13.
3: Klika tries to shake the jar in a way that'll cheer him up.
0: <laughs> All five night nice bounce around happily. 19. <laughs> okay. Uh, 19
3: minus 1, 18.
0: What's Norhill got? 18. All right. So, everybody but Anton, surprisingly, as you guys are following the coastline and following the rock line of the cliffs, keeping a safe distance away from the wind. Uh, The three of you can see over the other side of the gully, you can see that there is a series of like, not hillocks, but you see like tall grasses that are blowing about. And only upon looking a little bit closer and noticing a reflective kind of color that doesn't appear to be the same of like reeds by water like this, you guys can tell that they're like small green lean-to looking tents over there. There's a series of like three of them that are set up in a way that looks like scattered bushes. But looking closer again it looks like man-made tents so would you guys like to go over there and go check it out
1: um, can Norhill see any uh, banners or signs of affiliation
0: nope from this distance no they're they're camouflaged like to a T where they just you cannot you barely saw them at all
3: does recognize the style of lean-to and like are they particular to a certain people or culture or type?
0: I'll give you you guys can do a history check now that they've been pointed out. Or no, I'll do a nature check. Well, I already did the history.
1: Would a history check still work? Yeah, I'll give it to you for that as well. 15 nature. 15. Swag. 18 history.
4: Oh, I did not see it. <laughs> I can't see
3: it. <laughs> it. just really likes the coast. Watching yeah, the waves it looks really
4: rolling. nice and It reminds him of his childhood, oh. of when he was somehow dropped off here as an orphan on a ship. <laughs> okay, so anyway,
0: <laughs> did Cleka roll anything? 15. Okay. Yeah, history. Okay, so all three of you guys are pretty well aware. Jarzak knowing from the nature check that the this is kind of like, these are tents that are used by, I would say, like hunters and rangers. And it makes sense that this is just sort of like a typical disguise for people who are like traveling light. There's not very much space in any of them. They're pretty much like a glorified sleeping bag. So you know that whatever is using those things, there's not much going on within it. But both Klika and Norhill can tell that those are usually used on the mainland, at least, by the rangers of the Amarothian Guard. And so you have a pretty safe bet that these are scouts for the uh, Amarothian army. And this is sort of like an outpost that's been set up, albeit a very tiny one for right now. So what would you guys like to do as you're about 300 or so feet away?
1: more hill would like to approach but do something to announce ourselves
0: okay and with the biting in and howling winds i will say it's going to be very difficult so would you like to shout it like full volume over there or
1: yeah uh, the, you yeah know, like straight down the gully so that it'll echo nicely
0: Now, they are on, like, the other side of the goalie, so there's, like, the goalie in between you guys, like the chasm. So you're going to just be heading around the whole thing and going to their side of it. But I don't think that that changes the uh, dynamic of what you're doing anyway. So what is it that you actually yell to them to hail them?
1: Hail, be you scouts of the Amorassian army. We're here on business from the queen.
0: And so that... Um, you notice a bit of grass beside you, about 50 feet to your left, seem to shift aside, almost like one of those trapdoor spider things, and you can see a furry man's head poke out, and he looks very familiar to you, Um, and as you kind of get a better look, as he peeps his head out a little bit farther, uh, this looks a bit like Jezorn from the tree in the swamps, and as he seems to climb out a little bit, and he says, what business do you have to be yelling like that? And he looks around and he sees it's you guys. And he says, oh, very good then. I guess this is the rendezvous I'm supposed to be having with you individuals. And he seems to climb out of the, like the little full-size shelter that he has underground in the dirt and re-tops the uh, grass here. And he climbs out and comes walking over to you guys. And he says, so you're the ones that are sent by the queen. Did you have any luck with your quest? Indeed, we did. Clean the whole the dead Hydra.
4: <laughs> like do, we brought I chompers.
0: Uh, yeah, sure.
4: I just want to make sure we're not like getting duped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? He just pulls out a gun. He's like, <laughs> it's all know. that easy. Black 17? Yeah, he seems very grumpy, and he doesn't seem to really like you guys. And seeing that you've succeeded in your quest seems to have put him into a bit of a dour mood as if he was kind of rooting for you not to make it or something like that. But as he puts his hands on his hips and he stands there with sort of an authoritative position, he says, we've got enough camping supplies for you to stay here for the time being. The Queen's army is supposed to be here in about three days and I'm supposed to be here prepping a lot of this. So we're trying to clear out bits of the gulch, the gully here and make it so that people can travel through giving the orcs a good idea that they can make their way we've set up a sort of position for the jar. And our hope is that when we pull a certain rope that we've cleared way for, it'll burst the jar and the hydro will spring up amongst the ranks of the orcs. So with that in mind, we're gonna have to start prepping this. So with that, He, in the next few days of doing this, is going to provide food, him and the rest of the rangers over here, of which it seems like there's about six or seven of them total. And so they provide not only fish, but also like coastal birds that they've tacked down and whatnot, as well as like, you know, herbs and grasses and seed that they've toasted up. So they provide pretty good lodgings and food for you guys. But was anybody hoping to do anything during these three days while you're hanging out here on the coast?
1: Morgul will actually like to help with preparations for the battle.
0: Okay. Anything else anybody wanted to do? Or did you guys want to just kind of like hang out and bide your time?
2: Jarzak would like to lay low in this battle versus orcs.
3: <laughs> does, uh, does Jarzak want to try the fishing mini game again? I, you know, would love to, but I don't want them
2: to be like, "Ah, oh, the orcs are here. See me down by the coast, just fishing it up. <laughs>
4: I think I'll just join Norhill in the preparations, but I'll do more of like the medical preparations, like preparing bandages, things like that, like any sort of like um casualty tent area. I don't know. Like I don't know. Don't they usually have that? Like if there's like a battle, like they're getting all the balance right. ready but there also has to be like a like a quick setup like medic tent.
0: No, I guess <laughs> Um, And then what's Kalika up to? Uh, I
3: guess Klika will just uh, make herself or keep herself busy and try and make herself useful around the camp, cleaning, helping with cooking, anything that small jobs that need to be done, doing minor repairs on people's armor, that kind of stuff. Is there a
2: place Jarzak sorry, is there a place Jarzak can go fish that he can still lay low?
0: Yeah, if anything, you're actually have the capability of going and hanging out with one of the uh, rangers and you can use kind of his little fishing spot as it seems like he's got a nice little side pocket here on the shore where it seems like they've kind of pooled up amongst the rocks and if you'd like to spend all three days kind of hanging out with this individual um, this ranger's name is Coria if you hang out with Coria for all three days I'll give you uh, proficiency with fishing gear
2: okay
0: that uh, teaches you how to use the fishing pole by not holding it Anton style. Oh, like I just figured I clubbed the fish.
2: Yeah, so t- the tough t- part doesn't just hit the fish. It seemed a little flimsy swinging it like that, but
0: yeah. Uh. So, she's more than willing to help teach you how to do all this stuff. Um, and it seems like you pick it up rather quickly in those 3 days. Um, but everybody else, I will say this much, each and every time you try to like make yourselves useful and try to help out with the various activities around here, it seems like Jezorn is more and more annoyed by you guys helping out. And as the days pass by and you continue to like help out with the other Rangers and doing these basic activities, um, more and more of the Emiratian army show up until you've got a camp of about 150 of them past the shoreline and past like the, the cliff line. And it seems like these guys are ready to start to kind of like file into the actual gully and start helping out there. Uh, or sorry, like, you know, hold up a position for combat in there. But again, Jezorn over the days seems more and more perturbed by you guys being here and being a part of this and being constantly reminded by everything that's going on with the Hydra. And so by what appears to be the third day, knowing that the orcs are supposed to arrive in the morning, Jezorn comes to you guys in the little tent that you've got set up and he tells you all that you're not going to be needed for this upcoming battle. And says that your place is going to be in the support line in case you guys need to give any assistance to couriers. And it'll be far from the edge of the cliffs and it'll be more towards like the mainland than anything. And says that your place is not here amongst the shoreline at all. And he comes here and drops it off like as direct, co- like straight, cold faced, and you know, non confrontational as he can. But he just drops that nugget and he's just like, Yep, we don't need you here.
4: What's I'm this piece? Sure. <laughs>
0: I didn't know we had cows out here (laughs) what's this beef and so with that he says he says I was instructed to prepare all these things I was told your duty here was to prepare the hydra you did your job I don't need you you're not trained for this sort of thing and you're going to get in the way of what these people are trained to do I have signed up for this guard and it's my duty to do as I'm told and I see no reason to keep people like you around here. So, the only job I can think of is to keep you over there. Are we understood?
3: No. Klika really wanted to see the Hydra get big again.
0: And so he looks over at Klika and he says, you have no place here either. None of you. Those are our orders, Klika. We ought to follow them. And he says, yes. Listen to the homeless one. There's no place for you. You have no reason to be here.
4: Whoa! Why is he always? Oh, that's so mean! That's just a grin at me.
0: And to nice. the body. And so with that, yeah. and so with
4: that,
0: he says, "Unless," and he turns on heel and he says, "Unless you'd like to be on the front line to try to pull all the orcs into the gulch."
3: Is that where the hydra's going to be?
0: Um. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't suspect that many of the people in that front line are going to make it. So if you'd like to be there and be part of this, by all means, go ahead. But I don't think you're going to be happy with how things work out. And what did Norhill say? Are those your orders, sir? And he says, I've ordered you to stay here and do this work. But if it is so much your desire to help out, by all means, get into the front lines. Very well.
4: I think I'll just be more used in the back with the healing. I don't know. I'm just like, if I'm healing up front as people are dying, it's kind of like I'd be like a single plank stopping a flood. I think Fair I'd be enough. better off in the back. I was just more. I was just wondering why he was just being a grumpy grump. But <laughs> okay.
0: and so with that in mind with the opportunity as the morning light starts to kind of crest over the waves there, what is the plan for the players? I know Anton's going to be hanging back. Is Norhill actually going to try to get into the front lines?
1: If those are his standing orders, then
0: yes. Well, he said it was pretty much his decision. If he wanted to go do the courier route, which was the initial order, or if he wanted to, he could make himself more useful in the front lines, but certainly not the kind of order that, like, one would want to jump into willingly, knowing very well that's probably a suicide mission more than anything.
1: No, Norhill will go hang out. We'll go help out on the front lines and and hang out. That's definitely not... (laughs) That's a little bit too casual. Norhill will indeed go to help out on the front lines.
0: Okay. And so with that, what's uh, Klikka and Jarzak's plans for this? Klikka's definitely going to
3: hang loose on the front lines.
0: Yeah, I just... I just picture Klikka
2: just... Trying to ride the Hydra into battle. <laughs> I don't
3: think that that Hydra is going to be very happy with you. No! You know, me and Chompers have developed <laughs> gonna- a bond.
0: Fair enough. Inside that the- Hydra
3: has bits of me inside of it. That means something.
0: Ew. But now they're very miniature and they'll grow to a normal size. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what's Jarzak uh, what's up to for this? Is Jarzak going to get in the front lines or stay back? Uh, you mean, in the front lines mixed with all the orcs in the front lines of the enemy? <laughs> Pass. Okay, so Drozd's <laughs> going to hang out with Anton in the back. Uh, I don't even know the, if... uh, up on the upper ledge here. And so with that, as the morning light seems to crest, you guys can see a few of these orcish longboats come rowing in, and you guys can see dozens of orcs start to kind of, like, puddle out into the waters and slosh about and it sounds like the only thing that you guys can really hear over the sounds of like hundreds of boots hitting the water um, is the sounds of just the bitter winds and the sound of the lapping shoreline and it's just brutally windy out here this morning but as the sun starts to light up more and more all the troops that are down in the actual gully and hanging out in the little side passages here just to try to like you know kind of act almost as like uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for like roughage so that if they do make it into the gully, they'll be kind of like forced to bottleneck even harder. And I imagine that's where Kleka and Norhill have kind of found themselves in that sort of first line of bottlenecking there. And as you guys find your way into a little niche in one of the rocky outcroppings that have been dug out and sort of reinforced with a couple of other soldiers over there, um, you guys can hear the sounds of all the boats kind of unloading. And it sounds like there must be at least 100 orcs or so on the other side so it definitely seems like this is a battle that's going to be a very easy win and as Klika and Norhill look over into the center where there's sort of like this one very unassuming looking rock that's kind of like sort of like a rabbit trap where it's like hanging out that little sideways thingy over the glass jar waiting to be dropped and like shatter that thing open you guys can see orcs immediately come parading and rushing up in like individual units. And it seems like the weaponry that they have looks pretty stereotypical for Gorg- uh, Gorgareth style, like Berserker warriors, where they're almost like Qatar, like those big spiky gauntlet things that you can wear. And they just come rushing up, not wearing any armor, barely any clothing at all, covered in paint. And they just come running full speed in. And immediately Amarothian guard starts swinging at them and start taking them down one by one very easily. So Glika and North Hill find themselves taking a few cheap shots and swings where they can manage it and helping out by taking down individual orcs. These guys are huge, but you guys have such overwhelming odds against them that it just makes sense, right? And you guys weren't able to set up much of like a, a reinforced defense up on the cliff line as it probably would have set off a lot of alarm that you guys were up here at all and prepared for the attack. And so it's pretty much just a melee and for what it's worth, this battle starts to go off without any problems, but you guys can hear the first mentions of a pullback, and at this point, many of the Emirathian uh, Guard just start to fuddle back every like 10 seconds or so, they start to take more and more steps backwards, trying to goad the Orcs to come filtering in more and more, until it's just a bloodbath in the direct middle of this goalie here, and you guys can see that there's just like, again, like a swath of green and a swath of silver adorned with red and yellow as both the two uh, armies seem to be having quite the brutal brawl down in the center of it. When all of a sudden you guys can hear almost like a tinkling bell in the din of battle as all of a sudden, just a, like a dozen orcs go flying up in the air as a five headed Hydra assumes it's full, um, uh, uh Terrible size as it reaches up in full size, and all the fanning heads like start spreading out their little, like wiggling fans and start spitting hot tar down at everybody and just start whipping its tail around, picking up orcs in its mouth, chewing on them, throwing them around. And it is just a murderous bloodbath. But I am going to need a perception check from each and every one of you over the dinner battle as all of the chaos has reached pretty much its peak, pinnacle point, something does not feel right.
1: Oh, not, uh, This hasn't felt right since the beginning of the description. Uh, <laughs> however, Norhill only got a 10. Oh, no.
0: Nor, Norhill's too busy fighting. What's Klikka got? 12.
3: Oh, 12. Okay.
0: And what did Anton and Jarzak get?
3: I'm
2: not really seeing any fish in here.
4: <laughs> no. Oh,
2: Those wait, we're, like we're at the battle. I should be paying attention. This like... tr-
0: Jarzak got a five. <laughs> I got a 15. Okay, so Anton and Klikka are really the only two who notice anything. And so as Anton and Jarzak are up at the top, hanging out by the medical tent and not really of much use at this point in time, you guys notice something kind of Peculiar as you guys are hanging out up here. Anton notices that one of the metal metal medical instruments that he's using over here starts to jiggle and vibrate upon the table. And then oh, like no. three, four, five medical instruments start to jiggle and like toss about until they go flying off the table and go kind of like gliding through the grass outside of the tent that you're in and just start like skittering through almost like a wakeboard through waves across the grasses and heading towards the gully. And so Anton just sees them go flying off the table and you see like all the parts of like the tent start to jiggle around with all the screws and nails in it. So. At this point, Kalika, down there in the gully, you notice a bunch of stones that are loose on the ground start to kind of like jiggle around on the sides. And one of them flies off and decks you in the back of the head. Not hard, and it's only a pebble, but still the fact that it came like perfectly. And as you look over, you see the stones just continually like to jiggle and vibrate in a way that you're like, I don't know, this feels supernatural. And you see a couple more stones start to just kind of like fly out and fly Mm -hmm. out. And you see, the rocks start to crack and crumble as if like something is pulling from inside the actual rock walls and you can see like iron filings looking kind of like chippings of metal and and, and the raw ore start to kind of like ooze out like blood and it starts to pull the rocks farther and farther forward as if some sort of strange supernatural magnetism pulling both sides of the gully together and so Klika has just a moment's notice to mention this to Norhill and it doesn't look like this is gonna be easy for you two to get out of harm's way as you're in the direct middle of this gully.
3: Um so what's Norhill, to we gotta go. Something's wrong with the rocks.
0: And Norhill looks around and sees yeah, this very much too. And you can almost feel like the blood inside of your actual veins start to like get this weird, like I don't know, like Turkish twist, like gravitational pull towards the right where you two are facing. And you feel your body like almost pulling towards that wall as well. And you can see everybody in the din of battle starting to kind of slow down a little bit as if they're all starting to become a little bit more aware of this. And it almost seems like it's going to be too late when these rock walls start pulling together. So uh, I think Gleika and Orhill might want to make a bit of an athletics check. I think
1: you're there. right. guess'm going to... Making athletics check, is there any way for Norhill to sound a full retreat? Well, hold on. What's Kliga doing? I'm
3: going to cast Jump on at least me and Norhill.
0: Okay, very good. And then Norhill's going to do what? Norhill would like to try to
1: sound a full retreat. Like if somebody gave him like a horn or something for
0: communications on the front lines... You definitely would not have gotten that from your buddy who's helping make sure this all happens. But I will say that there is something of like a standard bearer not too far from you. So after Kleeca casts the spell on you, you have like a moment to grab the horn off of his belt, rip it off and do this. So go ahead and roll me a a dexterity check to be able to hop over there, get it, and make the the call in time. Uh, Four. Can I give the help action or can Klika try as well? I'll let you give the help action. You can you can go ahead and try to do it to like hurry him along and point your little goblin finger in the direction.
1: So then with advantage, it's a 16.
0: Okay, and so with that Norhill stumbles with his bouncing steps, grabs the horn, doing that like you know when you trip and you're falling like falling forward, falling over. So he does that, grabs onto the thing off the guy's belt, and he looks at you in a way that he's like, "What the hell?" And you grab the horn, and what do you do?
1: Okay, so Norhill probably doesn't know what the actual musical signals are for this army, so he's going to sound what the full retreat would
0: be in the dwarf army. Okay, and so with that, you toot loud enough and enough that everybody just starts looking and starts to kind of get a general idea after everybody stops for a second and looks at the walls. And with this, I'm going to need an athletics check from both Norhill and Klika to start jumping out of there. 11 okay and so with that you make and it a good way is, out
3: will jump give any bonuses or anything to that or is it i just think it be...
0: automatically triples your jumping distance so it right. did quite a lot of the work for you
3: okay i got a 15 16 minus 115
0: so you two just starts just leaping froggy style out of here and as you guys start jumping out the rock walls at their thickest point start crumbling through and you guys see two horizontal avalanches come flying towards each other. And with what almost looks to be like a, a strangely perverted style of like a gravitational force, the rocks just keep thundering out of holes in the walls of the gully and start pounding and thundering on Every single person in there, including both Orcs, the Hydra, the Amarothian Guard, and it is just a crunching metal din bloodbath as you hear the sounds of crumpling metal, bending steel, things just grating and smashing off of one another. And as Klika and Norhill go flying out of here, jumping on individual rocks, fluttering across and bouncing out of here, landing up on the top there's almost what looks to be like a landslide as all the stone just keeps filtering into that hollow of the gully and you two managed to barely get out of there alive. By the way, Clico with that freaking jump spell, that was so very clutch, um, but you two managed to get out of there and start heading your way out and you can see people who are on the top start filtering to go see what's going on But what you've seen here this day is probably the most horrifying supernatural event you've ever bared witness to. And it came from an unknown location and it took both armies in their entirety and swallowed them up. And Anton and Jarzak come running out of the medical tent to go see this and just see what looks to be like an earthquake that occurred and suctioned itself in. And the only persons that are left here are the people on the top shelf, including the Rangers. And you can see Jezorn just kind of like run over to meet with you guys over at the corner. And he just looks down and looks back and looks around and just has a look of pale-faced shock and awe as the morning sun reaches its highest point. As the sun crests over the clouds and you guys can see the brightness of day reaching the point of pinnacle. And that's where we're going to end the second quest. Ta-da!